All right, and we are live. Valeria, darling, how are you? <laughs> She's very happy to be right in the sunshine. Very happy. Uh, my doctor called me the other day, and they said, um, Chris, you've got very low levels of vitamin D. We're going to send you. Oh, by the way, you need to pick up a prescription for me. I forgot to tell you over at CVS, or I'll go. I guess I'll go later today. That's it? Yeah, vitamin D. I, I completely forgot. But anyway, don't so... we have vitamin D? Huh? We don't have vitamin D? We do, but we're, I'm going to get like super concentrated vitamin D, like ah. high dose. But anyway, you... Uh, <laughs> I think the reason is because you're there and I'm here. <laughs> you get all the sunshine. And I am... It's just my, the back of my head uh, gets the sun. So, uh, Valeria, anything happening in our life? Anything interesting? No. Valeria mailed my crap today. Literally. For somebody my eating while they're watching you. Yes, watch. if you're eating, I apologize. Uh, right, so I had, a, I had to take a stool sample for this Viome thing, which I keep pushing on the show, even though they're not, they're not uh, sponsoring the channel. <laughs> I should call them and be like, I, I promote you guys every single day. Um, but I don't know how good it is because I haven't had the results back and I haven't you know, tried altering my diet. But I'm very excited about it. And so Valeria had to mail poo today, which is uh, which is always quite amusing. And I always like to start the show talking about poo. So uh, I'm going to remember to do the intro today. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? All right, guys. Just so you know, I want to be clear. This is the least professional show on YouTube. I'm toxic. She's masculine. Together we are toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. All right. So let's get this show started. Darling. Yes. We got some good stories today, by the way. Really good stories. Uh, we have somebody who compiles all my stories, and I deleted all of the stories she sent me, except for, I think, one, which she's probably <laughs> going to be mad at me about. And I put in all my own stories, because there was so much news today. There was so much news today. Um, the stories that she had presented were actually awesome. They were all very interesting, but there were just too many good stories, and uh, and I had just found some stuff that I thought was a little bit more timely, so mm -hmm. I threw that on there. Uh, do you want to? Do, do you have you have the list, right? You have the list of stories. Yeah. Okay. Can you read the first story for us, please? Yeah. Iran claims John Kerry informed them of Israel military plans. Right. So this is kind of an interesting story because. I'm not sure if this violates anything or is quite as severe as they're making it. Basically, Republicans are saying that John Kerry needs a step down because he's like leaking. He's leaking uh, military secrets of our allies to our political enemies, <laughs> which, you know, if if what's happened is quite that severe, is as severe as all that, then certainly I think he needs a step down. Yeah. Uh, but what I think is going on is a little bit less sinister. I'm actually going to try to be a little bit uh, balanced here in, in my reporting. I'm not going to say what, what John Kerry did was even remotely good. I think John Kerry is corrupt. I think he's a criminal. And I think that he needs to be investigated for all the stuff that went on uh, with China. And, uh, you know, because he was mixed up in dealing with China in the same way Biden was. People don't focus on John Kerry because John Kerry is a billionaire and he doesn't need to have these kind of lucrative deals with China. But he was also dealing in a corrupt way. And I think, you know, possibly is an accomplice to what Joe Biden was doing. But I do think he needs to be investigated. Um, the man's old, very old. 
probably not as senile as Joe Biden, but he seems a little bit rickety at this point as well. But here's the th- here's the problem with with uh, John Kerry. John Kerry seems to have a problem recognizing who America's political allies are and who our political enemies are. He's like very chummy with the Chinese. He's very chummy uh, with Iran. Uh, the government of Iran. And that's not to say that the people of China are bad. That's not to say the people of Iran are bad. There are many good Chinese people that are born and raised in China. There are many good uh, Persians born and raised raised in Iran. We we know people who are born and raised in Iran. Um, I used to work for uh, a Jewish guy that was born and raised in Iran. Uh, and he was a bit of an a hole, <laughs> but I, you know, that he's not necessarily representative of the of the uh, entire uh, community. Uh, but uh, it was funny. He he was paying me fifteen bucks an hour to teach. I was I was tutoring people in this uh, school in Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, and um, I I was ma- making more money doing graphic design at the time, mm-hmm. but I couldn't take on new clients because I was spending too much time at this school. And so I said, look, I either have to, you either have to pay me more or I have to move on. And I actually gave him a plan. I had this totally diverging from the news story, but I gave him a plan. I said, if you could raise the rates, because we had the cheapest tutoring of, um, of any kind of like any place for like Photoshop. I, I it was teaching like Photoshop uh, and different kinds of stuff in Premiere. And we were the che- cheapest place to go to in LA to learn this stuff. And, uh, of course, you could just go on YouTube, but some people like in-person tutoring. And, and also, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, right? Uh, and I said, and I said, look, you know, increase the rates for everybody. And he goes, no, no, no. The reason that we keep them low is so that people come. And I said, look, if you have them raised by like, you know, a few bucks an hour, you're still going to be the lowest rates in this city. But then you can pay me twenty-five bucks an hour instead of fifteen, and I won't have to leave. And he said, no, no, I'm not going to give you a raise. And I said. All right, I got to quit then. And he he was so uh, like shocked. And I'm like, "Wow, why are you shocked? I literally just told you I'm going to quit unless you give me a raise." And then you said, "I can't give you a raise." Like, what what do you think is going to happen? He's like, "I thought you were lying." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "No, I'm not lying." And he's like, "Okay, well, all right." And he he never he he let me go. Uh and yeah, it turned out to be actually really good even though yeah, I liked working there. Yeah, I met a lot of cool people and Anyway, so Let's get back to this. Uh, uh, but yeah, that doesn't mean the people of these places are particularly bad. But the governments, American government and these governments, we have a problem with each other, right? Because a lot of their policies are contrary to American interests and the interests of our allies. One of our strongest allies is Israel. So if Israel is conducting some kind of military campaign against Iran, American diplomats probably shouldn't be sharing that information with the Iranians, but it appears that's exactly what John Kerry has done. Now, okay, so this is this is why I said I don't think it's quite as bad as the Republicans are saying. It seems to me that what happened was that John Kerry was just in some kind of friendly conversation with the Iranians and happened to be talking about stuff that was happening internationally, sort of like an offhanded comment, something that maybe he actually thought they already knew and they didn't know and they were taken by surprise by this. That's how I read it, because I actually read the New York Times article in which they were discussing this. So let me, but let me go ahead and read this Breitbart article because it's shorter Uh, and, and it encapsulates what happened pretty well. White House refuses comment on tapes exposing John Kerry leaks to Iran about Israel. Now, so here's the thing. So there's actual tapes 
that that Iran has that one of the officials in Iran has leaked that actually has John Kerry's voice on it saying these things. So I I think this is conclusive proof that this happened, although the tapes haven't been verified independently, as the journalists like to say, uh, as far as I'm aware, by any organizations. Um, but it's safe to say I think I don't think that a diplomat or uh, that an official in in Iran would leak tapes that they said contained John Kerry's voice if they didn't actually contain John Kerry's voice. To me, that would be counterproductive to what they're doing. Uh, But let's see here. So the White House refused comment on reporting exposing climate czar, (laughs) climate czar, uh, John Kerry leaking information about Israel military operations to Iran. We're not going to comment on leaked tapes. Pisaki replied uh, shortly when asked about the report. The New York Times reported details of leaking of leaked recordings uh, of sorry of a leaked recording of Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif, who told him that uh, Kerry informed him that Israel had attacked Iranian interests in Syria at least two hundred times. Pisaki spoke uh, about the leaked tapes in a White House press briefing, but refused to comment. Iranian Foreign Minister uh, Ministry spokesman. Uh, gosh, these names. Saeed <laughs> Katabzadeh criticized the leaked recording as a crime. So, cause, so here's the thing that's going on in Iran, right? We, we seem to think of Iran or Russia or China as a, a sort of monolithic political entity, right? The governments of these countries. We think of China as like everybody in China agrees with each other. They're all like, you know, devout communists. They all support the the uh, political leader there and everything like that. We think that we think of the same thing of Iran and we think of the same thing of, um, of of a lot of our enemies, North Korea and whatnot. Now they do have a lot of cohesion in these nations because of the threat of violence. Like uh, with any kind of authoritarian dictatorship, you, you will have political dissidents murdered, and so yeah, that definitely keeps a lot of your your. Uh, political officials in line people people stand in line they 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 don't step out of line because they're afraid of getting killed uh, however that doesn't mean that everybody agrees with them there is some kind of oftentimes there's a lot of uh, political strife in these countries we don't think about it because we think of, about America as a sort of nuanced place of various ideas we don't think of these dictatorships that way um sort of like the democrats you step out of line you get canceled um uh, that's why we call Democrats fascistic. But anyway, uh, but apparently in Iran, it's it's far more volatile than we think. And the reason that this guy was leaking this tape, it actually wasn't anything to do with John Kerry. It was to, to do with the fact that he believes that the military essentially controls Iran. Uh, and he was presenting a lot of criticisms of the Iranian government. And so John Kerry just happened to be on one of these tapes. And this has... Uh, a fairly significant impact on American politics if, in fact, John Kerry has been going around to our political enemies and just talking casually about the military operations of our political allies. So, again, I'm not sure if this was something that John Kerry was intentionally trying to betray uh, betray Israel, but if he's so stupid that he thinks that that Iran is our friend and that he can just like chit chat with them casually about military operations of our allies that he should not be in any position in government he he needs to get the hell out i i think that he has so you got to remember guys john kerry was in office when they negotiated the iran deal 
right? That was his, that was sort of one of his things. And you remember that we sent them, I think it was $1.7 billion because reasons. I don't know. That I mean, that was crazy. John Kerry is one of the worst uh, uh, politicians we've ever had negotiating on behalf of the United States government uh, because he negotiates friendly deals with our enemies, uh, sweetheart deals with our enemies, because he's a moron. I mean, the guy is politically inept. He's one of these people that gets elected because he has these extreme views that some people kind of agree with and think that he's, you know, you know, that he's got the right position, but he has no idea what he's doing. It's this old saying that, like, okay, so there's this, there's this concept that if you have experience in a field, then that means that you're more valuable in that field, right? Na- naturally. But just because you are experienced, that doesn't mean you're good at something, right? Like, somebody who has a natural ability at basketball can actually be better than somebody else who practices, you know, five hours a day at basketball but has no natural ability, you know, and, and that's true of all kinds of fields, and that's certainly true in politics. If you have a good instinct with politics and you're good at negotiation, you know, somebody like Donald Trump, who doesn't have any experience in politics, was an amazing, an amazing politician. He was an amazing leader. And somebody like John Kerry, who's basically spent his entire career in politics, absolutely dismal, dismal politician. Uh, but let's read the rest of this very short article here. Um Kerry currently serves as Biden's climate envoy at the State Department, a position created by the former Secretary of State who served uh, under former Barack Obama. Created for the former Secretary of State. Yeah, so that was, so Kerry was the Secretary of State under Barack Obama, and that's when he negotiated this uh, Iran, original Iran deal that he's trying. So so John Kerry wants everybody to, like in the history books, he wants it to be written that he was this great, uh, you know, political uh, power in America, that he did all this great stuff. And that it, this Iran deal was good. So he's kind of, he's like, I think he's desperate to salvage his legacy here. Uh, but his legacy is being destroyed by this leak, which, by the way, wasn't done by Republicans or anything like that. This was done by the Iranians themselves. <laughs> um, but isn't he himself denies that he did that? Yeah, he denies that he said anything. But there's tapes, so I don't know why he would deny it. There's tapes. I mean, we haven't heard the tapes yet. They haven't been leaked to the public, but they have been leaked to the New York Times. So they're out there. They just have to be released. You know what pisses me off about that is, like, if this was a leak from, like, the Trump administration, the New York Times would have posted the, 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 the audio. But the New York Times has not posted the audio, and I think it's because, you know, it's John Kerry. Dan Sullivan called for Kerry to resign after reading the report on the Senate floor on Monday afternoon. Enough is enough, Sullivan said. The red line that was crossed, if this was true, revealing secret information to one of America's most sworn enemies with the blood of thousands of American military members on its hands, undermining the interests of our most important allies, the state of Israel. If this is true, John Kerry needs to go. He should resign or he should get fired by the president of the United States. And yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm not 100% sure that what he did was intentional, but... uh, He's, he, if it was not intentional, he's a moron. And if it was intentional, he's a traitor. So either way, it's bad. Um, but anyway, that is that. Darling, Yeah. do you have anything to say about this? No, you don't. All right. Well, please go on to the next story. Okay, that's going to be difficult. Um, Rose McGovern? Rose McGowan. McGowan. Yeah. The Democrat Party is a cult. Yeah, so Rose McGowan, who is a Democrat, is is now saying that the Democrat Party is a cult. And 
uh, never mind the picture from the Associated Press here. It has nothing to do with it, obviously. <laughs> uh, Rose McGowan was raised in a cult, by the way. And um, basically, she's starting to recognize finally that the, that, the, that the Democrat Party is a cult. Now, she also thinks that the Republican Party is a cult, and she thinks that we're all... You know, we're all drinking the Kool-Aid of whatever political party we're in. Um, but the but here's the thing. Like, if you are a Democrat, you're naturally going to hate Republicans. You're naturally going to think Republicans are brainwashed and all that kind of stuff. It's gonna, But it's going to be very difficult for you to recognize the problems with your own party, the problems with the Democrat Party. So the fact that she is a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, and she is now recognizing that the Democrats are all, she thinks, also in a cult... Um, I think that's very powerful, despite the fact that, of course, she's wrong about Republicans. problem with Democrats is a lot of times is they get fed a lot of misinformation about Republicans. So I, I'd actually love to sit down with Rose McGowan for my show and or even just privately and sort of discuss the misperceptions that she might have about Republicans. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who are prone to believing conspiracy theories. I did some I did a video on a guy who had been like... Um, a Democrat, then he'd gone and he'd watched a bunch of YouTube videos from the far right, you might call it, and he became this sort of far right guy. Uh, ah, Elijah says he didn't get counted in the census. Well, you just had to go online and click the thing. What the heck's wrong with you? Um, let's see here. So, what the heck was I talking about? The the cult stuff, the Democrats, the Republicans. I don't remember. I got I got I got lost from that text. I've been waiting for him to text back. He finally texts back, and it's like it's not helpful to my story. But uh, what was I saying? You don't remember? See, this is the problem with you not listening to me. You got to listen. You got to listen better. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, so the the point is, she's she's now recognizing that the Democrats. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I would like to sit down with her and, and talk to her about it, because I think Democrats get fed all this misinformation, like Republicans are racist and all this kind of stuff. And they have this perception of conservatives like, oh, you guys just listen to Trump or you just listen to, you know, uh, some other like racists and you believe what they say and you don't think for yourselves and you don't consider that black people are human and you know, you don't consider like that the environment needs to be saved and all this kind of stuff. And you're just in your conservative cult and you believe blindly you believe this stuff. But in reality, all the Republicans that I know are super skeptical of the stuff that politicians are saying, even stuff that's being said by Republican politicians. That's why you'll get a lot of criticism of Republican politicians by Republican voters. You see that all the time. Uh, and you do find a lot of different positions amongst people who vote Republican. Libertarians have certain positions. Republicans have certain positions. We disagree about certain things, but we have some fundamental perceptions that are that 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 we build our political philosophy around, which is why we tend to have a pretty unified political philosophy, um, even if on certain issues we, we differ slightly a little bit. But, but, but Democrats are a coalition of special interests, right? So you get the environmentalists, you get the, you know, you get the, uh, the LGBT folks, you get the uh, you know, people who want to support Black Lives, Black Lives Matter, and that kind of stuff. Uh, you have the feminists, 
And these different, you know, the, you have the immigration folks, all these different groups that, that have these special interests, they don't necessarily agree with, the, with one another on, like, do you think that, the, that if you go and you talk to a, like a black activist who's all for like, you know, the rights of black people and promoting blackness and all that kind of stuff, if you talk to them about the LGBT community or the environment, you think they're going to care? Probably not. Well, yes, but the only reason they care is because that's part of the Democrat platform. So yeah. you want to vote for a Democrat and you want to kind of agree with the Democrat because that's what the Democrat leadership is telling you. But they don't actually care about that stuff. Not really. They just say they do because, you know, it's part of the Democrat position. But it, And sometimes these positions go against each other's interests. Like, for instance, LGBT community supports trans rights. Yeah. Feminists support the rights of women. So you got all these feminists who have been for, for you know, decades trying to get women like women's sports uh, to be to be more uh, uh, accepted in American society so that women can participate in sports in school, participate in sports in on a professional level and all that kind of stuff. And now you got the trans people saying, oh, we're going to put guys in with the women in, in these women's sports. And all the feminists are going, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> and so this, this happens a lot in the Democrat Party where you get these conflicting um, ideas. But then you get people like Nancy Pelosi who are saying, you know, this is what the truth is. This is, and they're just lying to people blatantly. Get Rachel Maddow. You get the people on CNN, Don Lemon, just blatantly lying to everybody about Trump, about Republicans, about this stuff. And then they all think, OK, maybe we disagree with each other a little bit on these things because, you know, naturally... But the Republicans are so evil that we have to hate them. And so to me, it's like if you're in a cult, what do cults do? Cults brainwash you. And so they're being brainwashed constantly. I'm actually doing a video on this about because there's a new hashtag called Blue Anon on Twitter that's been that's been uh, going about on, on Twitter. Blue Anon. Blue Anon is our, our answer to QAnon. You know, they always say like Republicans are QAnon conspiracy theorists. Well, We've developed our own term now, blue and on conspiracy theories, right? And the big difference between the conservative QAnon concept and the and the blue and on concept of of the left is that QAnon is believed like the craziest QAnon stuff is believed by a very small fringe group of conservatives. Most most conservatives don't believe most of the QAnon stuff. Most conservatives aren't even aware of most of the QAnon stuff. The Democrat blue and on conspiracy stuff, that's like mainstream Democrat thought, you know, like the idea of the of the of the Russian collusion stuff. That was a hoax. That was false. That was fake news. That was a conspiracy theory that was on CNN every night. That was on MSNBC every night. That's mainstream Democrat views is is conspiracy theories, right? Their views that they did it for ratings. They they admitted that. I'm not talking about the reporters. I'm talking about the voters. The voters listen to the CNN political pundits. Well, they listen to the reporters, the so-called journalists on that network, and they believe what they tell them. You know, um, Nancy Pelosi spreads this in disinformation because it helps her politically. CNN spreads the disinformation because it helps their ratings. Uh, it also helps their political party that they're part of. And uh, and then the 
the you know the the unfortunate victims are the are the voters the democrat voters who believe this nonsense and you know there's just so i mean the kavanaugh kavanaugh was a sexual predator at 13 because this girl he pushed on a bed once thought she was he, she was going to be raped even though he doesn't even remember what the hell she's talking about from when he was 13 and of course she wasn't actually raped which is the even bigger which i always thought was so weird is like they're pushing this this theory that some boy pushed a girl onto a bed and she was scared and he ran off and uh and 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 40 years later he can't be a supreme court justice because she had this weird memory <laughs> such a bizarre thing but anyway so there's all this conspiracy theory stuff coming out of the left but it's coming out of the mainstream left and it's being pumped into the brains of these democrat voters every single night every single day uh for you know years and but what but what Rose McGowan thinks is that that this happens on the right as well, and she's just wrong. You know, certainly conservatives do uh, watch the news and they do listen to certain political pundits, and people do watch my show. But we always tell everybody, go listen to the other side, go listen to other people, go think for yourself about this sort of thing, go have discussions. Conservatives always want to talk about this stuff. Leftists don't, uh, and I think that that's really telling about who wants. Who wants to brainwash uh, the people that listen to them and who wants the people that listen to them to think for themselves? Uh, Which side is a cult and which side isn't? All right, well, let's listen to exactly what Rose McGowan did say here, uh, because I think it's actually quite compelling. Enough of my ranting. Well, as some of you know, as some of you don't know, if you've heard my name or read anything on me in the media, I grew up in a cult and it was a very famous cult called Children of God. And it gave me a superpower. It gave me the ability to see the control and the propaganda machine, especially in the U.S., for what it is and how it harms people and how the left can harm people just as much uh, as the right if they go very, very deep into it and ignore all other aspects of kind of reality in a way, and and that you're serving a master that might not be serving you. And I always say I come in peace. I am not here to make people feel bad about their political choices, but I am here to say that you might be in a cult too if you don't know the signs. And, and I do believe Democrats most especially are in a deep cult that they really don't Uh, and know about and aren't really aware of. And I leave the Republicans alone more because I do respect people more that are like, this is what we are. This is what we're about. This is what we're against. Whereas I find that the Democrats are really pretty much almost against all the same things. They're against um, changing the world for the better. And, And they're for keeping a system in place that is for so few people and benefits so few, but they masquerade as the as the helpers. We would do this. The world would be perfect if only those Republicans would get out of the way. Well, okay, you've got control. So now what? What are you going to do to make the world better? So I feel like she's got half of the puzzle put together now, right? She's Whoa. finally figured out that the Democrats are lying to their public about what they're trying to do. She's weird. I don't, I don't really like Oh, I think she's crazy. Yeah, I do think she's crazy. Um, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe she's just... See, I think it's very difficult... She said she was raised in a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here, here's where I have sympathy with her. I think it's very difficult if you've been brainwashed by the Democrats your whole life 
to view Republicans in a positive way. I just think it's very, very difficult. It's sort of like... I don't know. I, I couldn't. I can't think of an analogy I, right now. I don't know. I. She's weird. I, I don't really. Yeah. She looks evil to me. Yeah. She, she. Well. Well, I think she's a little bit messed up, right? I think she's had a lot of trauma in her life, and she's got like some kind of issues. But, but, I do. I. I. You know, I'm a. I'm a very optimistic person, and I see that she has learned that the Democrats are lying, right? Um. She. She doesn't trust the Democrats. Um, but I think the reason she doesn't trust Republicans is because she's been told her whole life that Republicans are lying to her. So if Republicans say, well, we want to build a wall to protect Americans from drug dealers and terrorists and stuff like that, but then the Democrats say, oh, no, 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 Republicans are lying to you. What they really want is to stop Mexicans from coming into America because they're racist and they hate Mexicans. And Rose McGowan goes, ah, I see, I see, okay. And then every time Republicans say something, we want to pass this legislation because of X reason, or we want to stop people from doing this because of X, and then the Democrats say, no, 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 they're lying to you, they're lying to you, Act. their real thinking is that they're, they're bigots, they hate women, they hate progress. See, you notice that she said there that Democrats will be just like Republicans, they say they want progress, but they really don't. Republicans, she just assumes, Republicans tell you what they really think. I they don't understand. Don't. Those are an adult people, adult, not like 10 years old, not seven years old. And you believe whatever your party, <laughs> your media tells you to believe. Like, can you just think for yourself for a second and don't believe everything you hear? Well, I think it's very hard if you've grown up listening to the same lies for, for many years. And she, the fact that she recognized that Republicans do, in fact, tell people what they think and she accepts that. I think that that's a great first step in recognizing that Republicans aren't actually as evil as the Democrats say that they are. And so I think she's a little bit more, but she's still saying that, that, that Republicans are in a cult and the Republicans don't want progress. That's absolutely not true. Republicans have never, ever said, as, as long as I've been alive, I've never heard any Republicans say that we don't want progress. That's a bizarre concept. Of course we want progress. She, she, she means that Democrats are over progressive Right, and right. Uh, Republicans are like old-fashioned uh, who wants those traditional values and, you know... What, right, but the, pro the problem is the Republicans say, we want to conserve traditional values. We're conservatives. Cons yeah. And Democrats will say, well, what they really mean by that... What, that, why aren't we progressive? There's going to be transgender Republican, uh, whatever, in yeah. as the California governor. Why yeah. we are not progressive? Exactly. Yeah. Well, the Democrats will say there's that, a hell of a progress right here. The, the Democrats will say that the reason that that Republicans want to maintain traditional values is they want to bring back slavery and they want to bring back Jim Crow laws and you back, know who wants back to bring, in the old days when they were racist. Do, do you know who wants to bring back slavery? Huh. Democrats with their illegal immigrants who are going to work here for $5 an hour. True, true. All right, darling. So this is the story of Rose McGowan's awakening. Uh, she's not fully there, but I am kind of impressed that somebody from a cult finally recognizes that the Democrats are in a cult. All right, shall we move on to the next story? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren speaks out against her harsh treatment of January 6th protesters. Yeah, can you believe that? 
So now we've got two Democrats sitting here starting no, to recognize. Three months later. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, we get two Democrats here. We got Rose McGowan and now we got Elizabeth Warren. And both of them are recognizing that the Democrats are flipping evil. In this particular case, uh, it's not about the cult, the, the left-wing cult, but it's about the left using the judicial system to punish their political enemies and to send a message and to threaten uh, uh, conservatives, right? If you protest, if you do something we don't like, we are going to put you in prison. This is what they do in third world dictatorships. This is what they do in fascist countries. If you disagree with a fascist dictator politically, he will put you in prison. This is what Putin does. This is what they do in China. This is Not what they do in North the Korea. Prison. prison is for uh, that pocket opposition. They will just kill you. Yeah. But, they won't put you in prison. Well, sometimes they put you in prison. I mean, look at the guy that's in prison now on the hunger strike. He is not a real opposition. Right, Valeria, you're ruining my analogy here. I'm trying to say Democrats are bad. Just go with it. Just go with it. Gosh, okay. Anyway, point is, third world dictatorships use the... <laughs> use their political power and the judicial system to attack their political enemies. And and uh, and so do the Democrats. You know who doesn't do that? Good patriotic Americans, Republicans. We don't punish our political enemies using the judicial system. They they attacked Dinesh D'Souza. I've talked to you about that many times. Dinesh D'Souza was inappropriately put into uh, the through the prison system because he created a documentary that was critical of Barack Obama. It's it unbelievable. Um, Un unbelievably uh, weaponized use of the judicial system by a political party. And that's what they're doing now with the January 6th protests. And finally, Elizabeth Warren sees it. They, she sees this. Um, Capitol riot defendants win unlikely uh, Democrat champions as they face harsh detainment. So Elizabeth Warren fled the Capitol on January 6th from a mob she later called domestic terrorists. But now she and other Senate Democrat leaders are standing up for their attackers' rights as criminal defendants. Attackers. Yeah, they really, they attacked them. Come on. But this is Politico, you know. The reason I picked the Politico article is because I'm like, well, if Politico is covering it, then it's going to be much more convincing to a Democrat who might be watching this. Most of the 300-plus people charged with participating in the January 6th Capitol riot have been released while they await trial. But dozens of those deemed to be dangerous... Um, flight risks or or high risk of obstructing justice. Were, I don't know how they would obstruct justice. They're just like average Americans. There's not none of them are like powerful people. They're all just regular folks. But anyway, whatever. Uh, were ordered to uh, ordered held without bond. D.C. Uh, jail officers later determined that all capital detainees would be placed in so-called restrictive housing, uh, a move billed as necessary to keep the defendants safe as well as uh, guards and other inmates. I mean, to some degree, that's kind of true. And because the problem is, these people are not criminals. They they walked through the Capitol ca casually, believing that they were allowed to do so because well, Capitol police ushered them in. Well, supposed to be there at all. Inside, you weren't supposed to go there. They broke the law. Said who? They broke the law. How, but what do you mean we're not allowed to go into the Capitol building? Like, broken breaking in the capitol building yeah but but most of the people that went in hold on hold on hold on don't interrupt me most of the people who walked in were ushered in by the police chris it was a trap started by antifa who started breaking into but darling, the capitol but darling, but darling, 
yes, a few people broke windows and snuck in that way. But the vast majority of people walking through the Capitol just walked in through the doors. And it was a trap, and it's a very tragic moment. Yeah, but they didn't. They, there was no indication that they were that they were not allowed in the Capitol. Because I'm not aware of whether it's or not still illegal. This is why they're charged like. They're saying that it was illegal, but aren't people allowed through the Capitol in, like, tours and stuff like that? I think they are. I mean, it's called the public public house, right, or something like that? I think... I've never been through the Capitol myself, but I think you're allowed to go into the Capitol. I think it's publicly accessible. So I think that when the people were protesting and they were led into the Capitol by Capitol Police, I don't think they thought they it's were trespassing. It's accessible, but I don't think you can have an access to the actual uh, room when all the congressmen were evacuated right you know right yeah but i don't think they were aware of that because when the police officer came in he didn't yell you guys are not allowed to be in here you're trespassing he said could you guys be respectful of this place you, you saw that video well i saw the video how policemen tried to like stop them but one policeman and like 50 people no no, no it wasn't out. one policeman and 50 people it was one policeman and, like three guys that were in there remember the guy with like the the Chewbacca outfit oh, yeah. or whatever. You're talking about this one. I'm talking about your parody with this black. No, 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 no. But you're specifically. Oh, my God. OK, talking to you is so difficult sometimes. Why are you being so argumentative today? Look, when they were in the part, when they were in the actual uh, part where the you, you know, part of the uh, Capitol building where you two votes and stuff like that, mm -hmm. nobody said that you're trespassing. In fact, I never heard anybody say you guys are trespassing at all. There was no indication whatsoever to anyone. If you weren't warned about this, it doesn't save you from... Sure, there is, there is, a, there is a concept in American law, which is law, that ignorance, ignorance does not justify breaking the law. Yeah, However... That's exactly I, what I wanted to say, but I know that in Russian, I don't know the English. But that's baloney. In this particular case, that is nonsense. If you genuinely think that you are following the law and, that, and technically you're breaking the law... The justice system, they, they have something called um, uh, discretion, right? Where they can determine what your intention was and if you, genu you, know, if you genuinely did something wrong. I understand journalist intention to be inside the Capitol. Okay, okay just, 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 people, just, just, just stop talking. Just stop talking. Everything you're saying is wrong right now, okay? Yes. I have a right to have my own opinion. Yeah, but your opinion's wrong. Darling, if I'm not agree with you 100%, it doesn't mean that I'm wrong. <laughs> look, look. These folks... Do you want to have a dialogue These folks on, on January 6th did nothing wrong, okay? Even the trespassing wasn't something wrong because I don't believe that they understood that they were trespassing. Now, you can say that not knowing the law, but, that's, but it's a ridiculous argument in this case. Because it's like it's like saying that as if the U.S. Uh, uh, Chris, if you pass on a red light, you will get stopped by the policeman, and you will say, "I didn't know the rules." It doesn't mean that Valeria, you don't have to just pay stop, just stop for talking. It. Just stop talking. You're so annoying right now. Okay, look, if, if the U.S. if the U.S. Congress secretly passes a law in the middle of the night that it's illegal to you know whatever do something perfectly normal like eat chicken, right? And then the U.S. and then police start rounding up people for eating chicken that didn't know they weren't supposed to. Is that just? Is that justice? No, that's ridiculous, okay? There are certain instances in which ignorance is a valid excuse. I don't care if that's the, you know, that's the rule is like ignorance is an excuse, is not an excuse. In certain instances, it's a perfectly valid excuse. That's why we have discretion with the judiciary. And this idea that these people were, are being arrested and being tried for trespassing when they were let in by police. Let, 
I saw they're letting them in, yeah. but not everywhere. Do you remember that girl got shot? Yeah. Jumped into the... Yeah, there the, were certain they, instances. They didn't let them in. There are certain instances, but a lot of the people aren't being prosecuted for breaking windows and stuff. A lot of the people are being prosecuted for just walking through the Capitol. Okay, I'm done. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. All right, all right. Let's see here. Uh, most of the 300 ple- people... Uh, Larry, stop throwing stuff at me. Most of the 300 plus people charged with participating in the January 6th riot have been released while they wait trial. Okay, blah, 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 whatever. We read that bit. Uh, okay. So, but, they're, but they are keeping certain people confined. Uh, but they are trying to... to so they're saying that they're being confined for their own protection, which I agree with to some degree. If you are going to keep these people confined, I think you do have to keep them away from the general population of the prison. Because these people are regular folks. They're not hardened criminals. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to put regular everyday folks, you know, from the Midwest, like moms and soccer moms and stuff like that, put them in prison, you got to protect them from the general population, first of all. But, well, I guess secondly. But firstly, even more importantly, you shouldn't have them locked up at all anyway. This whole idea that we got to lock these people up because they were part of the the Proud Boys or something like that. I mean, the problem is that the the Democrats have so demonized a lot of these people, like the Proud Boys. They're like, oh, these people are domestic terrorists. No, they're not. What domestic terrorist acts have been committed by the Proud Boys? They broke a window at the Capitol building. Oh, my gosh. They broke a window. It's terrifying. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, But that means 23-hour-a-day isolation for the accused even before the trials begin. And isolation is a form of torture. uh, Solitary confinement is considered a a form of torture to to some degree, anyway. Um, And such treatment does not sit well with Warren and the Senate Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin, uh, two of the chamber's fiercest critics of solitary confinement. Solitary confinement is a form of punishment that is cruel and psychologically damaging, Warren said in an interview. So I think to some degree she's just trying to stay consistent on her position of, of solitary confinement. Uh, you know, I think solitary confinement is necessary sometimes uh, dealing with prisoners and stuff like that. But dealing with somebody who's awaiting trial, who's being tried for trespassing, I don't even know why she, they're, they're even locked up. Let them go. Let them come back and come to their trial. And of course, if they miss their trial date, they're in contempt of court. But All right, let's see here. And then she says, and we're talking about people who haven't been convicted of anything yet. Exactly right. Exactly right. So I, I do think that it's possible these people will be able to sue uh, the court system and they could potentially win. The Massachusetts Democrat, a member of the Senate majority, uh, a, a member of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's leadership team said that while some limited use of solitary confinement is justified, uh, uses of, of solitary confinement are justified, she worried the law enforcement officials are employing it to punish the January 6th defendants. You think? <laughs> My God. I can't believe Elizabeth Warren actually says this out loud. That's impressive. That is impressive. Well done, Elizabeth Warren. Now, one thing about Elizabeth Warren, she used to actually be a conservative. She used to be. She used to be very. Um, she she has written uh, books uh, that are about sort of like economically conservative ideas that were pretty spot on back in the day. But then she switched to being a Democrat, and she like lost her mind. I don't know why she switched to being a Democrat. Obviously, Democrats are criminals, so I don't well, trust anything. The question is when when she switched because if it was like 
she's old. She's pretty old. If it was like 30 years old, then Democrats were like, okay, back then. But not yeah, now. but she still is a strong Democrat. And she still believes in this idea of, you know, taking from businesses and giving it to government. You don't want to accept that you made a mistake. Well, I want to accept that she's made a... She's totally redeemed herself. No, I don't know about totally, but to some degree, she's redeeming herself here because she's saying stuff that is totally valid. I, I mean, I'm just shocked that she's she's recognizing that she's that these people are being punished for political reasons. I can't believe she's saying this out loud. It's it's almost like she's not somehow she hasn't been let in on the whole Democrat scheme of you know let's commit all these you know these these violation ethics violations and criminal acts essentially and try to get away with it it's like she she was like she didn't get the memo it's like hey keep your mouth shut this is we're we're trying to commit crimes here and get away with it uh let's see here uh she's worried that law enforcement officials are deploying it to punish the january 6 defendants or to break them so that they will cooperate yeah no kidding of course that's what's going on her sentiments are shared by Durbin, who also chairs the Senate Judiciary Committee and expressed surprise that all the detainees, sorry, all the detained January 6th defendants are being kept in so-called restrictive housing while their defense uh, of accused rioters, sorry, while their, while their defense of accused rioters' rights as criminal defendants, good God, who wrote this? <laughs> Let me see here. Kyle Cheney. Kyle Cheney, you are a shit writer. Sorry, that I shouldn't use that word, but... I, I don't even understand this sentence. Sorry, I got to go down here. Okay. While their defense of accused rioters' rights as criminal defendants is unlikely to change with Justice Department's handling of those cases, good God, it's notable uh, case of it, it's a notable case of prominent progressives using their political clout to amplify their criminal justice reform calls, even on behalf of. Donald Trump supporters who, well, this is kind of what I was saying, is that Elizabeth Warren has a problem with solitary confinement generally, and so she's just using this as a, as a way of, of getting support for that position. Uh, Durbin, who has long sought to eradicate solitary confinement, told Politico that such conditions should be very rare exceptions for uh, accused insurrectionists or any other prisoners. You know what? You know what they really need to like, I'm not going to read this whole article, but you know what they really need to do? They, they really need to start to recognize that not not just that they're being unfairly treated as prisoners, but that they're being unfairly treated as as suspects in the in these crimes. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what I was telling you. Like a lot of these people were just regular people strolling through the Capitol. They didn't even realize that they were trespassing. So this idea that they were that you know because how how often do Black Lives Matter protesters trespass? How how often do Black Lives Matter protesters burn down buildings? I mean, they've Not been just they, building like police stations. Police stations. They how how often do Black Lives Matter murder people? I mean, at the end of the day, the Black Lives Matter protesters were treated so damn well over the past year in 2020. They were basically treated like heroes. And then the Republicans go in and they walk through the Capitol building, basically just, you know, not really doing anything, you know, much destructive at all. I mean, a few of them broke a couple of things. But for the most part, they were they were genuinely peacefully protesting. They were doing what the what the Democrats were pretending the rioters were doing for the Black Lives Matter stuff. They were actually doing that. They were actually peacefully protesting. And and I think in my mind, they thought, well, if what we are doing is trespassing, the way that the government treats 
protesters now is so nice that even if what we're doing is a, a slight violation of the law or something like that, they're going to just ignore it because they ignore, you know, violations of the law when protesters do it. You remember the mask thing? Like, oh, if you're caught without a mask outside, you're going to get a $500 fine. That was in L.A. And then with the pro- Black Lives Matter protests, they're like, but if you're a Black Lives Matter protester, you can totally get away with not wearing a mask and it's fine. Like, there was all these exceptions for protests, right? They're like, okay, so even if we are trespassing, probably I imagine people walking to the Capitol thought they will probably dismiss it because we're protesting, right? Protesting nullifies certain laws, apparently. But it doesn't work for Republicans. It only works for Democrats. There's two sets of laws in America, one for Democrats, one for Republicans. Republicans will get uh, 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 prosecuted for any slight violation of the law. Even if they didn't commit a violation of the law, they'll be persecuted and they'll be accused of violating the law and maybe even prosecuted for it, even if they didn't commit a crime. Democrats can commit as many crimes as they want, get away scot-free. Look at Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's got away with tons of stuff. The rioters get away with tons of stuff. Why? Because they're Democrats. All right, I'm done being pissed off about this story and being pissed off at my wife. Uh, we'll 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 make up uh, at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the show. All right, darling, could you do me a favor? Yes. Despite being totally wrong, could you uh, could you read the next headline, please? Uh, Biden says he can't talk to reporters or he will be in trouble. Yeah, I asked Valeria if she'd seen this before the show, and she was like, she was like. Uh, she she had seen it, which I was actually surprised by because I didn't realize that you paid attention to the news as much as I did. But I guess what were you doing today? You had to go do some errands. Oh, and... I had too many stuff to do today. So apparently she was sitting around watching the news and she caught it. But this is really fascinating because we've been talking about for a while now, both like you know on our show as well as other conservative show people have talked talked about this. <clears throat> you know, um, Joe Biden doesn't really run his uh, political party. He doesn't really run the White House. He doesn't really make the rules as president. He is a puppet for other people who control him. Okay? Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this on the show for a long time. Um, But occasionally he, he, he expresses, you know, obviously the White House, obviously Biden is going to say this is not true. No, no, Biden's his own man. Biden makes his own decisions. Biden's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. But occasionally Biden lets slip uh, a little bit of a hint behind the curtain, right? And he, today he did just that. He, he cuts off press questions saying, I'm really going to be in trouble if I keep answering questions. So apparently he's not allowed to, you okay? Apparently he's not allowed to answer questions from the press. I think is, it's one of those moments when uh, first he said, there was a... You remember when he said, oh, I need to get off this uh, Zoom call because my wife needs the computer or something in conference. Oh, gosh, yeah. You remember that when he was campaigning? Yes. I mean, it's kind of like reminds me of the same thing. Like, oh, yeah. He said so- stuff like this many times. And, and of course, he doesn't, take press, uh, he doesn't take questions from the press very often. And he's been criticized for that quite a lot. Like, you know, Donald Trump basically stopped next to the press corps literally like every time he left the White House mm-hmm. or every time he got back off the off the helicopter, he'd be like, all right, who wants questions? Who wants questions? You, 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 you. You're fake news. I'll take your question anyway. What do you got? <laughs> I mean, Trump was awesome. Trump would tweet out his ideas, everything that he was thinking about. We knew exactly what Trump was thinking about every single day of yeah. the presidency. You had sort of unprecedented transparency in the Trump administration and you have unprecedented opacity in the Biden administration. The Biden administration is 
completely like shut off from the rest of the world. You do not know what's going on in the Biden administration because it's a very sort of controlled information stream through Jen Psaki. You really don't hear anything directly from Biden. Uh, number one, I don't think he even knows what's going on. And two, he's just given these prepared statements all the time, and that's it. Uh, and he's not really allowed to answer questions. And that's made clear by what he says here. Let's listen to this. Will you make it faster to get for them to get the vaccine? The vaccines we will get soon. India, they're suffering at what this moment. What do you say moment. to the folks in India? You make Look, it- I, I'm sorry, I'm going to, just the last question I'll take, and I, I'm really going to be in trouble. With regard to India, I spoke at length. Yeah, so he says, he says, this is the last question I'm going to take because I'm really going to get in trouble. And the, look, I could read articles about this and get other people's perspectives. But at the end of the day, it all boils down to this. Who's Biden going get to get in trouble with? I told you his wife. <laughs> They're probably late for dinner or something. No, no, I don't think that it is his wife. I think it is some kind of you know, politically powerful people that work with Joe Biden and basically tell him what he's allowed to do and what he's not allowed to do. It's a kind of tricky thing because he may be trying to be like funny, but at the same time, it doesn't sound right for president to say, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I think he is absolutely trying to be funny. Bad idea, bad idea. But because... but but the but the thing is, he's the president of the United States of America. Like, it's only funny if we're let in on to the joke of who is supposedly in control of him. If he is talking about his wife, then it's a funny, amusing joke, and it's fine. But the thing is, I don't think that's what he was thinking when he said it. I think he was thinking it... of the people who work with him that basically like tell him what he's allowed to say and what he isn't allowed to say. I, I think next time he should say. Oh, it's the last question I'm going to take. It's the last... No. It's the first and last unscripted question that I have to take or I'm going to get in trouble or something like this, you know, because all of the questions, like, scripted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there is, like, a question that... Yeah, it's basically, like, everything he says is scripted. uh, And every question that he gets from the press is... I think that they they have already um, looked at these questions and they have authorize them or not right biden picks certain people we saw in his first press conference as president that he had a list of reporters and he had them numbered which ones he was supposed to ask in which order and he knew it was going to be asked and he knew how to respond in fact he read some of his responses he's the president can't you just like think of your response and like express your ideas i do it every day on the show yes i mess up a lot you know, I can't think of statistics. I can't think of names sometimes. Sometimes I get them spot on. Sometimes I get things a little bit off. But at the end of the day, I'm expressing to you my views as I think of them in real time. And I'm not I'm not the president of the United States. I'm just some random dude in his house with his wife with a with a with a camera and a microphone and a cat <laughs> who's sleeping nicely, by the way. And and this is so unscripted. See, I think that Joe Biden should do what we do one day and just get into a, like a fight with his wife on live television. <laughs> no, the fight awesome. will be off the television. What? The fight will be after. Oh, live. oh, our fight? Oh, no, no. We had a fight in front of everyone. Okay. What are you talking about? 
we'll, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure I'll yell at you when we're done with this show. What are you doing disagreeing with me? But, uh, but I thought no, that's I... the point of having like a dialogue and conversation and expressing my own opinion. If I have to agree with you on every subject, just tell me that. No, absolutely. I actually think that it's really good that you disagree with me a little bit on certain things and we can discuss that on the show. Um, just not when you're super wrong about something. <laughs> She's going to kill me after the show, guys. <laughs> Help! <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Biden is not in control of the White House. And look, I've been trying to figure out who is for, for like a month now or more than that. I've been doing research consistently on it. I've been, you know, I don't do it every single day, all day or anything like that. But occasionally I'll go look into it and I'll try to figure it out. I'm trying to write a, a story on this, but it's so hard to dissect everybody who works at the White House and try to come up with a conclusive answer as to who actually is controlling Joe Biden. Because I think that it's a sort of cabal of interests. Um I think that there are several people who basically control Joe Biden. A lot of people think that it's it all kind of kind of flows to Barack Obama. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, you can say in the comments whether you agree with that. Um, yeah, this is actually a good uh, good uh, question for the, for you guys for the comment section um, at the end of the show. Why don't you let us know? And you don't have to put money in for the super chat. Just write at toxic uh, masculinity. I think it, there's an underscore there, right? Something like that. And and it should pop up in orange. You can see what other people are doing, and uh, and let us know who you think is in control of the White House. A lot of think, people think it's Barack Obama. I'm not 100 percent sure that's true. I don't. I'm not sure that's true. I think there's a, a variety of people. Obama might be part of that group. I don't know. Um, but there are people controlling the country from behind the scenes, and it's clearly not Biden. And I think he slipped up there making that joke. I think that was a. There's a little bit more of just a kernel of truth in that joke. Uh, than what people might suspect. Now he's really going to get in trouble. <laughs> Why? For saying that. Me? He. Joe Biden. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll be in trouble if I say something. Yeah, he's going to get off the mic and people are going to be like, why the hell did you say that? Yeah, exactly. Which is what I'm going to say to you when we turn the camera off. <laughs> okay. All right. She's going to kill me, guys. All right. D darling, could you please read the next story? New census data may give Republicans the House. Okay, this um, this is an interesting story. Uh, something I hadn't heard about. I mean, it just came out yesterday, I guess. But, uh, so we've got the census data back. And I actually thought that it was going to show, like, Democrats gaining. Because every, Democrats are like, oh, there's so many immigrants that are coming into, like, various places that, you know that we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get more representation, but the problem I think now. So here's the thing. Well, I, okay, I'll read some of the stuff in this story. But um, so this is from the New York Times. If you count up all these negative ones and ones and and plus ones and you know and, and plus two for Texas and all this kind of stuff, and you think about which of these states is Republican state and which of these states is a Democrat state, what it looks like is Republicans are gonna gain three, uh, are gonna gain three congressmen and gain three electoral votes and democrats are going to lose three congressmen and lose three electoral votes based on the makeup of the states but the problem with that is that congressmen aren't nominated by the entire state congressmen are nominated by districts so it's possible that even in a republican state you'll get a democrat district and so they'll gain they'll gain a a a, um, a congressman but they'll gain 
like a Democrat congressman. And the same could be true in a Democrat state. So it all depends on how they um, draw their district lines. Now, obviously, Republicans are going to try to draw districting lines in such a way that it, it benefits um, Republicans and gives them more you know, uh, represent, rep- representatives. But there is a concern that if you if you make the margins too slim, so like let's say you make a particular district 51% Republican and 49% Democrat, that in a couple of years, if the demographics shift, that'll become a Democrat uh, district. Uh, so they're saying that, well, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't uh, what they call gerrymander it quite as much as we think they will. Um, but we'll have to see. But anyway, they, they, this is a great article here at the New York Times. I don't usually advocate for the New York Times, but uh, it is a great article. It has a lot of data here um, because this isn't really a partisan issue, what the census showed. Uh, it just shows kind of what the demographic shifts are. And what's really fascinating about this is that, you know, as you might have suspected, people are just leaving Democrat states like crazy. And where are they moving? Republican states. Um Shocker, I know. Uh, but, but the problem with that, I mean, there's a few exceptions like Oregon. There's a lot of uh, people are moving to Oregon because Oregon, you know, Oregon's like, uh, I, I constantly talk about Oregon as like one of the most beautiful places in the world. And people don't, people just think Oregon, what is there, trees? Yeah, it, basically it's a big forest, but it's a stunningly beautiful place. And people just don't realize how amazing it is. Um, and that's why it's so sad that it's run by Democrats. Uh, but anyway, you can see here the different state break breakdowns. This is Florida here. This is Texas over time gaining delegates and stuff uh, or gaining uh, congressmen and, and whatnot. And here's California. And they've California has finally started to lose population. This I'm is the first time. Because I remember when a census were here in in California, the mayor himself was going around town and giving all of those forms mm-hmm. to the people and, and here's what's really shocking and and this is this is a this is something that i wanted to mention at the beginning here they're like don't be afraid don't be afraid we need right, you we right. need to come because well, they're talking you. about immigrants right so so here's the thing illegal immigrants were counted in the census donald trump was trying to get them to not count illegal immigrants because why should you get more uh representatives in a state in which you in which much of your state consists of Mexican citizens that doesn't make any sense right they're not they're not here illegally so because a bunch of because you let a bunch of people sneak into your state illegally they weren't provided citizenship by the US government because they live in your state you get more representation that's completely insane and yet for whatever reason the courts struck down Donald Trump's attempt to stop the census from counting illegal immigrants. Now, you can count illegal immigrants, but count them as illegal immigrants. Don't count them as just members of the population. That's ridiculous. Why don't we just count rocks as members of the population? They're not citizens either. Or horses. Oh, look, there's a horse there. We're going to count that as a citizen. I'm sure Democrats do those kind of dirty tricks all the time, but... If we're counting citizens who actually vote and need representation, uh, then I actually think, and if we're only counting citizens, I actually think we would have had even more representation in Congress, and the Democrats would have had fewer Are you talking about citizens or legal immigrants also? Legal immigrants are citizens. you, You count them as citizens. Oh, you mean because there's a time when you start to immigrate and... 
and when your immigration yeah, like, is over. Well, I think that those people shouldn't get shouldn't get uh, representation either. You should still count them in the census, but they should be distinguished from from the, the citizens who I get to vote. I think legal immigrants have to have representation. Legal. But you have to go through a process. You have social security, you pay taxes, you have to have representation. I can't, the only difference between me and you, I can, I, I cannot vote. That's actually fair, because you're paying a lot of taxes. And we are paying, by the way, a lot of taxes. <laughs> like, every check that I get, minus 30, 35%, Chris. No, but not just that. I mean, we just did our taxes, and it's painful, folks. Let me tell you, I am in pain right now. I am literally, like, wounded. Uh, well, literally, figuratively. Uh, <laughs> not literally. Your friend texted me something. I think that's because you... Kurt? didn't respond all right what, what is he right oh is he watching i guess he says the biden tax plan is stupidity i'd an attempt to clap it's an it's an attempt to collapse the economy if you're gonna text me in the middle of the show spell things correctly <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see here uh he says he'll be sent to his room without milk of magnesia <laughs> <laughs> That's my buddy Kurt. Now you know why he's my best friend because he's hilarious. Even if he he uh, presents me with some typos during my show, um, yeah. So so I do think that if they hadn't counted the illegal immigrants, there would be a lot more representation for Republicans and a lot less representation for Democrats in Washington. And by the way, this is a okay. So there's one more thing that I would like to say about how unfair the census was. This was conducted primarily in April of 2020, right? That's when everybody, it was due for everybody to go ahead and fill out their census form. They had other stuff. They would go door to door and check out, you know, how many people there were and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, most of the census was, was taken care of in April. Somebody writing you? Um, would you like to share with the class, darling? Just about my job for tomorrow. I, ah, okay. She's dealing important. with, uh, yeah. But I'll t but okay. But here's the here's the other thing, right? So, a lot of people moved. A lot of people moved after April, like between April and November, when we voted for president. A ton of people shifted states. A ton of people moved because because of COVID, COVID restrictions. People were basically sick and tired of the mess that Democrats were making in Los Angeles and San Francisco and San Diego. Well, not so much San Diego, but. Uh, Portland, Wa Washington State, Seattle, um, you know, in New York City. I mean, so many people moved out of New York City. And so this idea that, uh, uh, you know, there was all this movement from Democrat regions to Republican regions, that was true when they took the census, but it was even more true when we voted in November. Mm -hmm. uh, and who knows what the election would have turned out like even with the Democrat finagling of the election, even with that, we still might have won had the census shift, you know, been 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 more uh, accurate. It's, a, it's really a shame that the census was taken in April of 2015 before a lot of the demographic shifts happened, before a lot of people moved. Now, Democrats are saying... Now that actually this demographic shift may be a good thing, even though Republicans are getting a lot of uh, Republican states are getting a lot of new uh, representation. And, and we do get more electoral votes as well, which is why I'm talking about the election, uh, the presidential election. But a lot of Democrats are saying, well, the people that are moving from Democrat states to Republican states are Democrats. So they're actually turning these red states blue. Let me just say this. This is 
totally false. Okay, for two reasons. One, yeah, you do get some Democrats moving from Democrat states, but you're getting a lot of conservatives moving from Democrat states to Republican areas. And part of the reason is because if you're a Democrat that and you live in a Democrat state, even if you see it destroy, getting destroyed around you, a lot of Democrats are saying, no, no, this is a good thing. They're doing the right thing. This is good. This is, this is right. Uh, Democrats are good. Because these Democrats, they, they, they aren't able to see that they're wrong, right? A lot of people, they get embedded with these ideas that they're right, and they, they really, really, really don't want to believe that they're wrong. You know, if, you, if you've been arguing with your Republican friends for years, Democrats are right, Democrats are right, Democrats are right, and then your Democrats are in power in your city and are destroying your city, you go... Democrats are still right. Democrats are still right. A lot of people do, like refuse to see the the truth because they so want to be right. And so a lot of these people will stay in the city despite the fact that it's a hellhole because they want to be right. They want to believe that they're right. And it's the Republicans going, screw this. We are done with it. And they're leaving, right? We're, we're planning on leaving. We've been trying to figure it out for a while now. Um, but... Certainly, there are some Democrats that have had it as well, but think about it like this. The Democrats who've had it, the Democrats who are like, let's go to a better place. They're the ones who are probably a little bit more open to recognizing that maybe Democrats aren't right all the time. And they're going to be in a state that is mostly Republican. And even if they live in a Democrat region, they're going to have to face the reality that not all Republicans are these evil right wing, you know, uh, you know, white supremacists or whatever they think, because they're going to be moving out of like Manhattan where everybody thinks that. And they're going to be moving to somewhere like, you know, Austin, Texas, and they're going to run into people who are really great people and they're going to be in, you know, interacting with them. And it's sort of like, you know, just as regular folks. And, and then eventually they're going to find out, oh, you're a Republican? That's weird. I thought all Republicans were evil. And they're just going to have to face the reality that Republicans aren't all just these evil white supremacists. And that will change people. So this idea that, oh, it's just, it's just Democrats moving to red states and turning them blue. This is absolute baloney from Democrats. Um, the truth is bad policies in the big cities by Democrats are pushing people both out of the city and out of the Democrat Party. That's what's happening in America right now. Um, how, will, how will this affect uh, 2022? Um, here's what I think. I, I have thought for a long time already that 2022 is going to be a massacre of the Democrats. The Democrats are just going to get killed in terms of the votes, in terms of how people are going to vote, because... Um, even those Democrats who were excited to try to get Trump out of office, they no longer have Trump to hate anymore. So the apathy that existed in 2020 for Joe Biden is going to be even more pronounced in 2022 because is Biden an exciting candidate? Certainly not. Um, the only hope the Democrats have for 2022 is cheating on a massive scale. Do we think that the Democrats are capable of such a thing? Oh, I, I don't know. It's an interesting question. What do you think, darling? Well, what's the, what's the deal? Why aren't you speaking? You do realize that this is an audiovisual medium. I understand. <laughs> Sorry, man. Getting her to talk sometimes is like pulling teeth. I swear to God. All That's right. True. Okay. So you don't, you don't like me talking. 
I do like you talking. I just don't like you disagreeing with me uh, about stupid things. Okay. I, I don't know. Look, 2022, I've always thought, should be a landslide for Republicans. Now with this new data, I think that it's very, very likely that Republicans would win even without a land, landslide voting. I'm curious to see exactly how many how many seats we're going to pick up in Congress, uh, in, in the House of Representatives. Uh, I, I think we're certainly going to win the Senate. But um, that's only if the election is fair. Who knows yes. if the election is... Okay, so, you're, so you, the reason you're not speaking is because you want to contradict me and say, I don't think the election will be fair. That's your time. That's okay. You can say that. that that's, that's a totally reasonable thing. To- I don't want to be beaten up after live stream. <laughs> beaten up? You're going to get me into trouble. Dude. See? <laughs> it's, see? It's starting. I, I'm, a, I'm an abusive husband. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't throw it at the cat. You're going to wake him up. Uh, okay. So, uh, so, look. This gives me a lot more hope about 2022. because, And here's why. Because even if the Democrats decide to cheat in 2022, which I think they probably will, we have so much of a tsunami of Republican votes right now, including what's going on with the census data. We have so much of an opportunity to win here that I think it'll just be really hard for them to 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 do what they want to do. Um, that's my that's my take on it. Anything? Anything? I'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, darling, I think we have one story left. Uh, yeah. Why do you look know. all digitally? What did I do? FISA court. Okay, FISA court. FISA court says the FBI repeatedly violated rules. Yeah, this is interesting. So I didn't actually have a chance to read this news article before we did the show. So this is actually going to be news. The cat's playing with a little bottle cap that I threw at Valeria. Uh, I didn't actually get a chance to read this before. So I'm. I'm this is going to be fascinating to me as well. Uh, FISA court says FBI repeatedly violated rules meant to protect privacy. Let's have a look here. The FBI, again, repeatedly violated rules meant to protect privacy uh, of Americans, uh, sorry, Americans' privacy, according to the secretive federal court that made public its latest ruling slamming the Bureau's continued misconduct. And so the reason why this is critical, or the reason I wanted to read this story, is because I am very concerned that the FBI has become basically a a weapon of Democrats. So they went after Trump illegally. They have arrested a bunch of these people from January 6th mm-hmm. um, in an attempt to persecute conservatives and scare us into saying, you know, you can't get away with anything. We will destroy you. And at the same time, they're ignoring the crimes of Democrats. They're ignoring the crimes of Hunter Biden because he's the president's son. They're ignoring the the, the crimes of of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is, has conducted himself in, in a criminal way over the years, and he's never been looked at by the FBI. Or if he has, uh, they've neglected to arrest him or to try him for his crimes. And in fact, um, if you watch a video that I, I produced a little while ago. Um, I, I, I shouldn't say I produced it. I just posted it on my show. This is the CEO of Overstock.com. His name's Patrick Byrne. You got to watch this video, guys. This video is crazy. This guy's a, uh, like, I think he's he's a millionaire, like hundreds of millions of dollars he has. I don't think he's quite a billionaire, but he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. He doesn't have any good reason. He's no longer the CEO of Overstock. He has no reason to express this story. Um, unless he's just trying to be famous or something weird like that. If he, I mean, if, he, if he's legitimately insane, that's a problem. 
but I don't think he is. I think that this guy is totally legit, and you can watch the video and judge for yourself. But what this guy says in the video is he says that he was approached by the FBI to wear a wire and connect Hillary Clinton to um, a foreign ambassador, a foreign government, an official from a foreign government, and to bribe Hillary Clinton with millions of dollars. I think it was $5 million, something like that. He got Hillary on Clinton, taking the bribe. So this is evidence of corruption of Hillary Clinton. So the FBI was, they got their evidence against Hillary Clinton. And then this guy said, okay, now what are you going to do with her? And they said, we're not going to do anything with her. You're going to forget that this ever happened. What's going to happen is that Hillary Clinton is going to become president. This is before 2016, by the way. Hillary Clinton is going to become president and we're going to control her. Actually, what they said was Barack Obama is going to control her. But maybe maybe it was Barack Obama, maybe it was the FBI themselves, who knows. But the idea was that Hillary Clinton was going to be president, the FBI was going to control her with this damaging uh, uh, audio that they had. With They had her, they were able to basically control Hillary Clinton. She was going to be a puppet. Uh, and they were going to blackmail her using this, this uh, stuff. So, is that what the FBI does now? Is that what the FBI does? I mean, do they do they even prosecute people anymore for crimes? Do they even arrest people? Do they even, or do they just investigate people, get dirt on them, and then control them? Is that what the Federal Bureau of Investigation is is doing now? Is that their whole purpose? They are they just basically the deep state? Is that all they are now? I don't know, but it's very concerning, and you need to watch that Patrick Byrne video if you haven't. It's it's very compelling. Um. Very, very concerning. But anyway, so now the FISA court is saying that the FBI is guilty of more stuff. So let's go and read about this. Uh, The declassified and partially redacted ruling on Monday by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court posted by the subtract, the reactionary, and reported on by the Washington Post showed that between uh, mid-2019 and early 2020, I'm surprised Washington Post even even published this, the FBI continually dove through data and uh, that contained Americans' emails and other communications as they searched for information without proper justification. Still, the court's presiding judge, James Bosberg, uh, wrote in the filing that the violations occurred before the FBI improved its querying system. Oh, it, it happened before they improved. They, they've sorted themselves out now. They're perfectly fine now. Uh, and training program that the COVID-19 pandemic has limited the government's ability to monitor compliance. While the court is concerned about the apparent widespread violations, it lacks sufficient information at this time to assess the adequacy of FBI system changes and training, he said. Therefore, he wrote, the court is willing to again conclude that the FBI's procedures meet statutory and Fourth Amendment requirements. Give me a break. They go, okay, so the FBI is clearly violating the civil rights of Americans, but because we can't investigate them thoroughly because of COVID restrictions, I we're just going to say that they're totally compliant. It's uh, They're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, we don't really have the resources to investigate them, so we'll just say they're fine. Yeah, that, that sounds totally legit, guys. Uh, let's see here. It's at the... It's at... It's at least... It, okay, sorry. It's at It's at the least third time... Okay, who wrote this? Who wrote this? Who am I going to call out here? <laughs> uh... I can't find it. I can't find who wrote this. Newsmax staff. Okay, Newsmax staff. You've got a very funny name. Uh, I'm going to call you out. This is crappy writing, okay? This is crappy writing. Sort yourselves out. It's at the least third time? What is that? Who doesn't catch that? That's that's one of the most egregious writing errors I've seen so far on this show. Okay. 
what they meant to write was, it's at least the third time <laughs> that the FBI has re- has been rebuked by the court for breaching the rules and mass uh, in the last several years, the Post reported, and it's raising alarms. You know what? I should text Chris Ruddy specifically. Chris Ruddy owns Newsmax, and I happen to have his phone number. <laughs> I should text him and be like, dude, fire your writer. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I actually love Newsmax. Newsmax is great, but seriously, that's that's not cool. Uh, all right. We can continue playing compliance whack-a-mole. Julian Sanchez, a, fe- uh, a senior fellow at the public policy think tank Cato Institute, told The Post, but at this point, it's reasonable to ask whether this sort of large-scale collection on a general warrant is uh, general warrant model is inherently prone to these problems in a way that restricts robust and timely oversight. That's actually a, not just a great point, but very well stated, uh, Julian Sanchez. He's probably a very intel- intelligent person. All right. At at issue is Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, passed in 2008, which sets limits on spying on U.S. soil in national security cases. In the latest disclosure, Bozberg wrote that in 2019-2020, the Justice Department's National Security Division reported numerous incidents uh, to the court involving queries on Americans for criminal evidence without the FBI files uh, first obtaining court permission. In one instance, uh, he wrote that the F, uh, an FBI specialist conducting background investigations made 124 queries of raw Section 702 data on volunteers who had requested to participate in the FBI's Citizens Academy uh, on people who needed to enter the field office to perform repairs and on people who reported that they were victims of a crime, according to the reactionary. In another example, he wrote the FBI made 40 queries in support of probes into healthcare fraud, international organized crime, violent gangs, and domestic terrorism. None was related to national security, Bozberg wrote, according to the Post. Now, I, I don't necessarily, even though it's, you know, we do need to keep a close eye on what the FBI is doing and overreach and, you know, violating their the limits that, that, that are imposed on them. I think that the, the FBI should be given a little bit of um, slack when it comes to investigating like human traffickers and drug runners and stuff like that. And now we of course don't want our, our civil rights violated, uh, obviously, and, and that can bleed into problems with like ordinary citizens. But obviously my bigger problem with the FBI is their partisan nature. If you're going strictly after criminals and irrelevant political party, you know, they should be given a little bit more um, discretion. But when it comes to going after people for partisan reasons, like the January 6th uh, uh, protesters, that I think we need to keep a much closer eye on. And it's annoying to me that, you know, we're focusing on uh, the problems of the FBI overreach with criminals, and we're not focused on the problem with FBI overreach on good citizens who just happen to be Republicans. Um, Kurt says that you're refusing to read his texts. I don't care. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, I have a suggestion. Can you make an article slightly bigger? Uh, like zoom in? No, not like... Yeah, that's good. I'm actually going to um, change the setup. Perfect. Uh, I, I've been... I've been. Uh, is that for you or for somebody who wrote something on the... For all of us. For all of us. But did you come up with that or was it somebody in the tech in the comments? Somebody who... Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to because create... I wouldn't do it for myself. Darling, can I say something? Thank you. I'm going to create a new, uh, more professional uh, 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 thing 
uh, visual. Didn't, you didn't even hear what I said. What'd you say? I said he wouldn't do it for me. I would not do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I would, but but I just wanted to know because I wanted to make clear to the the the, the public that I am actually going to try to create a more professional sort of structure to the show. Uh, I think this is kind of like kind of raw. This is why we say we're very unprofessional, but I'll I'll sort it out. Uh, okay, let's see here. Controversy over seven, uh, Section 702 intensified after the 2013 revelations of government surveillance first brought to light by former National Security Agent contractor Edward Snowden. Uh, I do think Snowden is kind of a, a creepy loser. <laughs> he, you know, he's a Democrat. He's kind of a creepy loser. But I do think that he should be exonerated from that. I know, that I know him. You don't? I know. I know who that is. Oh, yeah. Do you think he should be exonerated or not? Well, he escaped, right? Mm -hmm. To Russia. Mm-hmm. But I think he's being persecuted for releasing classified information that probably was, um, you know, definitely stuff that was of public interest that should have been declassified and we should have known about. So I don't know. I, I think that he did a good thing, despite the fact that he's a sneaky little weasel. Uh, let's see here. Under Section 702, the government obtains emails and other communications from tech companies for foreign intelligence purposes and to aid government investigations into foreign terrorism, espionage, and nuclear proliferation, the Post noted. An, uh, an unnamed senior FBI official told the Post only 3.6% of the target targets collected under Section 702 are currently made available to the FBI. Though Bozberg blasted the FBI, he was lenient to former FBI attorney Kevin Kleinsmith when, in, 2000, uh, in January 29th, he sentenced him to only probation for altering the CIA email and lying about it to the FBI co-workers in order to get a FISA renewal on a former Trump campaign advisor. Yes, this is the guy. I knew I, knew I recognized that name, Bozberg. I've been actually producing a video for my other show about this guy uh, and about the whole situation in Washington, D.C., where essentially Democrats control certain judges. And Bozberg, it appears, is one of them. And he gave Kevin Kleinsmith this, like, but I'm not 100% sure about that. I don't remember exactly. So certain judges are definitely controlled by Democrats, clearly. Others of them are just a little bit weird. It's possible that Bozberg let Kleinsmith off because he recognized that Kleinsmith wasn't, in fact, really guilty of anything. He was really just a scapegoat. And the people who were actually guilty weren't being prosecuted. So he might have let Kleinsberg off just because he recognized that he was a scapegoat and not because Bozberg is a Democrat operative. It's hard to know. It's hard to know these things, whether Bozberg was being controlled and told to do this or whether he just recognized that Kleinsmith was a scapegoat. Because Kleinsmith is a scapegoat, folks. The people who are really guilty of serious violations of our democracy, violating our democracy, doing all kinds of criminal, horrible stuff, it's not Kleinsmith, all right? It's the people that told Kleinsmith what to do. It's, I mean, you know the names of most of the people in, you know, in the FBI that were, you know, acting criminally. But I think there's a lot of people in the FBI that haven't even, we don't even know their names that have been acting criminally, that went after Trump, that are in the deep state, that still haven't been exposed. I think these people need to be investigated. I don't know how we do that. What I would have liked to have seen is for Trump's Justice Department to have created some kind of new organization to oversee the FBI. That would have been great. What they got was they got flipping... What's that guy's name? Uh, who's the guy that did the investigation into the FBI? You don't I'm know. John Durham. John Durham. So John Durham was supposed to go in and do all of that research. But here's a, here's a big question for you guys. 
Where the hell is John Durham? Where the hell is the John Durham report? Where is the Durham report? Where is the Durham report? Where the hell is that report? I mean, what is even going on with that? I don't know. They've investigated nothing. They found nothing. We've heard nothing. Nobody's been arrested. Nobody's been, nobody's even been, nothing. There's been nothing. We've got no report. We've got nothing. There was, this is a, this is much worse than Watergate. This is the worst uh, scandal ever in American politics. They spied on Donald Trump's political campaign before he became president. And then after he was president as well, from what I understand. The FBI was spying on a U.S. president and a presidential in, and his presidential campaign in order to help the opposition, in order to help the Democrats. This is un, this is completely undermining democracy. The FBI was undermining democracy, and who is being held to account for it? No one. John Durham has just disappeared. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. News over. Valeria, would you like to read... Would you like to read the comments and the questions? Yes. Okay, let's do it. One second, please. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, Frank James um, wrote, he no, just it... wanted to get away from the questions. I don't know what the hell that means. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, first one from Rightful King of the Poles. The Kav Kav Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh? Uh-huh thing is even weirder than you say she uses her psychiatrist's notes as evidence but the notes said there were three attackers oh is that true okay Apparently. and 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 i think that originally she said she didn't remember who did it or something like that and then later on she said oh yeah yeah no no it was brett kavanaugh for sure <laughs> uh one more super chat from same rightful king of the polls King of the Poles. Harris raises bail for Antifa, but these get none. Like uh, January sixth protesters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris was like, uh, "Hey, we need to raise money for bail for these pro protesters who are burning things down." And then these these guys who walk through the Capitol casually, they're denied bail for walking casually. Uh, right. Page and Daniel. My daughter was bragging about rattling me out to the FBI for just being there. Your daughter? They say her his daughter? I guess. Who is this? Patriot Daniel. Patriot Daniel. Good Lord. I think your daughter needs a timeout. He's sitting in the corner for a little while. I mean, that, that's completely crazy. He's one of our favorites, Patriot Daniel. Uh, pa yeah, I, good freaking. I mean, geez, these people are brainwashed. This is that's I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that your daughter is a little bit nuts. That, that that's how powerful the Democrat Party's propaganda is. You know what? What I love, by the way, is Kamala, uh, not Kamala Harris. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, Tulsi Gabbard posted a video the other day that was like, mainstream media is propaganda, is Democrat propaganda. I couldn't believe that she said that. That was beautiful. I posted that to Twitter. I was so happy to hear her say that. I mean, she's a Democrat. She's she's not a real Democrat. She's more of a Another super chat from Daniel is wearing the Biden suit today. That's how I feel about him. What? I don't know. Is wearing the Biden suit today? Question mark. That's how I feel about him. Is wearing the Biden suit? Yeah. 
That doesn't make sense. I don't know. You can scroll up and... Uh, can I? Is it close? Oh, yeah, let me look. It's a green... It's a green, super green super chat. I don't think I... Oh, here we go. Is wearing the Biden suit today, question mark. That's how I feel about him. Daniel, I don't understand that. <laughs> I think there's a typo in there. Okay, Andrew Beerworth, my money is on the Asian Jew winning fight. Sorry, Simi Bionic Chris. Is the Asian Jew winning the fight? Oh yeah, you're you're the Asian Jew, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, semi bionic Chris. Andrew Beerworth pays attention, man. He knows all this stuff. Yeah, semi bionic is true. I've I've got a bionic hip. Is that all for today? Yeah. Yeah, looks like it. Um thanks for the super chats, guys. Let's see. Salty JD Coke says, uh, are you not watching Maricopa County or listening to Bill Bailey in Antrim County? Um, I wasn't watching Maricopa County, but I did produce a video uh, about that audit. So I, I will update myself. I haven't looked into it today, but uh, I, I need to produce that video before <laughs> before it's irrelevant. Uh, but I produced a video, I've written a video about uh, that whole thing and how uh, Rachel Maddow freaked the flip out. She freaked out about the whole audit. She was just like, oh, this audit, this audit is going to show that there is corruption and you guys shouldn't believe it because Republicans are liars and they've got they've got this guy doing the audit who's clearly a Trump supporter and so that means that he's definitely going to lie about the audit and he's going to say that Democrats cheated when they didn't. So don't be, whatever he says, don't believe it, don't believe it. It's definitely nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Don't look behind the curtain. Everything's good. Everything's good. It was totally fair. And um, I think that her, you know, I'm titling the story, The Lady Doth Protest Too Much. Uh, that's a line from Shakespeare, if you don't, if you don't recognize it, from Hamlet. Uh, the Lady Doth Protest Too Much, methinks. And the concept is that, uh, which, by the way, I didn't realize, I looked into it because I wanted to make sure that I had this context right or I had the... Uh, the meaning of that quote right. People perceive that quote to mean that somebody who is desperately insisting upon their innocence is actually hiding something or somebody that's desperately insisting on something mm -hmm. is lying. Um, but actually in the original play, it didn't mean that at all, which is kind of funny. But uh, but that is how people perceive it. So that's I do use it for that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So definitely when people protest too much, it often does mean that they are guilty. Uh, no, 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 this is not true. This is not true. You know, so Rachel Maddow, it almost seems like she knows something the rest of us don't. And so her reaction to this Arizona audit is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty telling. Um, but yeah, actually, thanks for reminding me. I'm going to look into that as soon as I into the show here. Uh, Slayer says in the 10 years I've lived in Texas, the last few years, I've seen a massive increase in Democrats moving here. Yeah, there are definitely Democrats moving to Texas, especially mm -hmm. Austin especially Austin. So there are Democrats moving to Texas for sure. But uh, but I think a lot of the people moving to Texas and Florida are Republicans from Democrat states. Yeah. Pretty much everyone we know has moved out of California, either to Texas or Florida. Um, and it depends on the region of Texas that you're talking about, you know. Oh, we got a couple more Super Chats here. Daniel J. Corica writes, My daughter is 18 and doesn't live with me. Uh, she's the one wearing the Biden suit today, uh, is what I was trying to say. Like the movie being... Um. John Malkovich being John, oh she's <laughs> so she's she's like yeah she's she's taking on the mantle of being being Joe Biden that's pretty funny uh rightful king of the polls says 
Correction, Christine Blasey Ford, psychiatrist, notes said that there were four attackers. There's an article on legal insurrection um, and other by USA Today. I'm interested in knowing why your name is rightful king of the polls. <laughs> I'm curious, like, if, if he's on, like, Ancestries.com and he's determined, oh, actually, if, if, the, if Poland still had a kingdom today, I would be king. I'm curious. That might be true. That might be true. Um, but that's interesting about Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, yeah, that whole situation was such a f- joke. And you know what's interesting about that? People don't remember this, but that was, in fact, the political um, circus mm-hmm. that drew uh, um, Kamala Harris first to public attention. Because she was like really going after um, Kavanaugh there. And uh, she was like really hardcore. And Democrats are like, yeah, who is this woman? We love her. And now she's vice president. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, all based on a lie. All based on a lie. Uh, but but good to know that she was, you know, in politics because she was a qualified, you know, intelligent woman. It's not because not the, she not a prostitute. Not a prostitute. Definitely not a prostitute. That is definitely not why she was successful in politics in San Francisco. Okay, Dark Crusher writes. You two are the highlight of my weekday. Also, Valeria is too adorable to stay mad at. Oh, no, she isn't. <laughs> I'll stay mad at her for at least 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we, you know what? At the end of the day, I think, uh, I think you need to be able to have a fight with uh, the person that you care about uh, the most and, you know get through it i think it's i think it's important to fight occasionally and of course you know and reaffirm your the reasons you like each other we have like kind of fight i of course i know that i'm i might be wrong i'm not saying that i'm not wrong but sometimes you just want to have like little debate yeah i want to say i don't think i've ever been wrong but you know it could happen (laughs) (laughs) even if you are wrong chris you will accept this like a year after that happened you know by the way i was i was complaining yesterday that i was fat i was like my god i'm like i'm literally the fattest i've ever been in my life i weighed myself i was like holy crap i was a little bit depressed about it i was like man i'm so fat i need to like sort myself out and valeria goes chris you know how i love animals i was like yeah she goes it's like having my own personal whale all the time i was like valeria that is not helpful (laughs) She's she's a horrible, horrible woman. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Rifle King of the Poles says, I am thinking of doing my own YouTube show. I thought it would be funny if the libs had to call me Rightful King of the Poles. Uh my old name is Frank Carr. I think I vaguely remember somebody named Frank Carr uh commenting on my show on my stuff sometimes. Um yeah, if you do a YouTube uh channel, I'll 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 go ahead and uh, have a look. Just let me know what it is. Um Kirby Hancock. I'm not reading that. Um, um, okay. So, great. So, great, guys. Uh, I think we're good. I think we can end the show here. I have a phone call I'm late for, so I should probably okay. hang up the show. Um, you guys are awesome as usual. Thanks for watching. And uh, a super chat from oh, no. yourself, Chris. Chris K gave us 499, but he didn't write anything. He didn't write anything. Okay. Well, thanks, Chris K. All right, guys, we will see you guys tomorrow. Oh, Kurt, Kurt's written something at the end here. Um, <laughs> I'm not reading that. Okay, guys, we <laughs> will we will uh, see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Valeria, do you want to say goodbye? Good night. 
Good night, everybody. And here is the outro. You guys are the best fans on YouTube, by the way. Love you guys. All right. The end. Toxic masculinity. That was great. And I really do think that the